Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Christian De La Huete. I hope to God I'm pronouncing that right. He's from Colombia and a beautiful name, but I hope I've pronounced it okay. Um, we're going to be talking about some wonderful things today, but he's just uh, got a new book called Unleash Your Inner Hero. Uh, it's about awakening the soul of power, and it helps individuals answer the urgent call for heroism today. We want people to step up and be courageous. That's just awesome. He's also an award-winning author. Um, he examines everyday power struggles and how to be responsible and wield personal empowerment. He's from Miami and uh, heroism is associated with the likes of brave knights and superheroes, soldiers and firefighters. More recently, the definition can be expanded to include uh, frontline health workers, teachers and other essential personnel. But what if every human could tap into their inner hero and realize their full potential. He's also written a book, Awakening the Soul Power, and uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun here today and talking about all of this because I actually saw the Awakening the Soul Power on, on LinkedIn and go, ooh, ooh, this is my kind of cup of tea. I want to know who is this. And so then you say, oh, and I've written another book since then, so we had to just have you on and share about this. Um, Inner heroism, we do see it. We do see people kind of just doing some extraordinary things and stepping up for people. And it always happens at a time of crisis. But it is something that we could do on a daily basis, isn't it? Find that inner hero and just step out of our own comfort zone, take away the blinkers and step into kindness and caring for one another. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for, for having me. Here's, here's the book, here's the, the proofs. <laughs> yes, he's, he's not a fictitious author. He really is here. Yeah. <laughs> At the actual book, yet, it'll be available October 1. I'm not sure when this will air. But this will uh, air next week, so two weeks beforehand, oh, so a week beforehand. So thank you. I really appreciate who you are and, and inviting me here on the show. No, oh, my pleasure, uh, my pleasure. Um, you know, the topics, you know, um, we're, we're on Ignite Your Heart and Soul because we're really asking people right now to ignite their heart, their soul, their soul wisdom, the heart resonance, the spirit action and knowing what they need to know when they need to know it. We're chasing our tails around on the hysteria right now, the fear, the, the loudness of hate that's resonant out there. And the only way to face that is really to step into our heart and soul and our own beautiful, loving empowerment within. But easier said than done for a lot of people that are still in the angry zone. Yeah, when I, when I, one of the things I say is that when they're going at stuff, mm. the tough go within. Mm. That, mm. you know, we're living in, I mean, to be in a human body and a human experience is challenging at any time. Yeah. It's not for wimps, right? And <laughs> having to face the, 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 journey, the journey of aging, it's, mm. it's, it's not an easy <laughs> thing. And seeing, you know, having relationships come and go, loved ones come and go, it's, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And, 
these days that we're living in are like extra hard, like yeah. super hard. So just to be alive and to be in a body and to have a sense of self mm -hmm. is nothing short of heroic. Right? Right. So I want to acknowledge that for all of us, that to yes. maintain equanimity at these times is nothing short of heroic. So, and having said that, there are many ways that we can show up through our days that, that are heroic. So for example, rather than just reacting when somebody says something that hurts us, having that presence of mind, the mindfulness, the self-awareness, the self-discipline to, to feel, how oh, that hurt and choose rather than punch them back yeah. you know, verbally or however yeah. or energetically, like to feel our feelings and then choose the response rather than just react. That is nothing short of heroic. Right. I 100% agree with you that because our first reaction is to react, yes. to defend or to attack. But if we just take the breath in, allow it to exhale and go, what's going on in their life for them to be doing and seeing what they're doing right now? And surely I could have some compassion rather than hate back. Yes, and, 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 and it doesn't mean that we wimp out, right? Because we're talking right. about empowerment. So it doesn't mean like we become a doormat. Right. Like we, we say what we got to say, but having that presence and having that self-knowledge to, to feel like even when we're, when we're feeling mm -hmm. attacked and still remain that sense of self and choose how we're going to respond and how we communicate in a way that they can hear it, right? With, yeah. with courage and compassion. Mm-hmm who used the word that you brought up, is it, nothing short of heroic and almost like masterful because to react, anybody can do it. How many times yeah. have we reacted when somebody hurt us and then regretted it, right? Because right. then we, we go from feeling self-righteous and how dare you mm -hmm. treat me this way, the adrenaline dissipates, and then we go from feeling like we're right to, oh my God, how could I have said that to them? Right. How could I have treated my friend that way? Or my partner or my mother or my child how, how, then we go to like to self-punishment yes and we've done that cycle of react and regret a million times yes where is it got us kind of an pretzel <laughs> yeah guilt yeah, it gets us in guilt more and more guilt right and you know you don't know how to forgive yourself you know never mind let let you can um when we ask people to forgive other people for what they have done, it doesn't mean you're condoning their actions. Those, okay. they have to own themselves. But you can forgive the reaction that they brought out in you. You know, like you, you felt that you were personally attacked. Again, you don't know what's going on in that person's life for them to attack you. Attacking you was wrong, verbally, physically, emotionally, in whatever way it was, um, because it's left you feeling in pain. But we can forgive that, that moment and rise above it and understand that for someone to react that way, there's clearly something that they're going through and we should rather have empathy for it rather than hitting back. Cause you know, an eye for an eye leaves everyone blind. Yes. Like, like Gandhi said, uh -huh. and, and forgiveness, that's a great yeah. other example of, of a heroic act, right? It's, it's really difficult to, to forgive what sometimes feels unforgivable. Yeah, I know. The things that people do to each other, that we do to each other is like, it's, it's like it's heroic act. But we also remember that forgiveness is really for us. Yes. Right? Because as long as we're holding somebody over the fire because for what they did, we failed to do. Our hand is also getting burnt. Right. <laughs> so yes. Forgiveness is for, is for our freedom. And, and like you're saying, it doesn't mean that we, 
you know, that, that, that we excuse whatever they did. It doesn't mean that we have to stay in a relationship that doesn't work for us. Right. But that, but if we want to be free, we've got to forgive and we've yes. got to find a way to do that. And that's a whole other conversation about how do we forgive the unforgivable? Right. Right. I'm going to give a little short story of somebody I interviewed that still blows me away today. He, he was a, a pastor and uh, one day a car crashed, a drunk driver of 17 smashed into the car, killing his pregnant wife and two children and, and uh, injuring him. And everybody wanted to kind of, you know, tore and quarter this guy, you know, throw the book at him, you know, he's evil, he's this and that because he took all your family. And he said, how can I stand up there and preach love, preach forgiveness? preach compassion and hold hate for this. I hate what he did. How can I hate the person? And it ended up with him not only forgiving him, but actually helping him have a new direction in life. Now, if that is not courage, if that is not heroic, I don't know what it is, right? A pure example of it. (laughs) And that's a real life example. Yes. You know, that's like, I think of, um, you know, like in this country, as we all know, in the US, there's so many, we have a, an epidemic of, of shootings. Um, and I remember of the, the one of a church in Charlottesville in mm-hmm. South Carolina. And to hear those, those people, it would have been so easy to close their hearts. Yeah. And to go into judgment, to ask for punishment. Right. Um, but they went right to forgiveness mm. and to understanding and to compassion, not from a place of wimpiness. Right. Right. So we, but, but the thing about forgiveness that's really get, important to get that if think of the heart, you know, the heart center, the heart chakra as it's, it opens and closes. So, you know, it's like the iris of the eye or the shutter of a camera that closes or, or opens to allow more or less light in the, the heart chakra is like it opens or closes to allow more or less love in. Mm-hmm. If I shut my heart to the shooter, or if I shut my heart to the boss who fired me, yeah. or to the ex who cheated on me, or to the, the parent, the teacher, the, sis, the, the sister, you know, the, 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 the boss, the homophobia, racism, sexism, is like, hey, I can't shut it just to them. Mm-hmm. It's selectively. If I shut my heart, I shut my heart. To yourself and to everyone else. And that's yeah. it. So it's not even about them. No. Nope. This is between me and my heart, between my heart and love, between my heart and life. Yes. When you step into heart, you know, there lies the compassion, there lies the empathy, there lies the truth. When we look at people and the actions, like that young 17-year-old whose mother drove him to whatever protesting was going on, and he shot two people and he walked right past the police, white guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at, obviously his actions are wrong, but you look at what's going on in his life that he thought this was the right thing to do. And we need to then really peel everything back and try and understand where is the root of the hate? Where is the root of the fear? Because clearly somewhere along the line, no love has been watered. No compassion has been watered. No empathy has been watered. And they're reacting on what they've been taught, what's around them. And so can we blame them for their actions if this is the environment that they're around? Yes. And, and that's another great example. You know, how difficult to forgive that. Yeah. Right. So, but we have to, right? So, but another way, here's, I had a, I studied with a teacher for many years who, 
who had a beautiful way of talking about forgiveness. Forgive, right? So two syllables, we flip them around. Give for. Yeah. So what we do when we forgive somebody or ourselves, which is often more difficult as we know to forgive mm -hmm. ourselves, it's sometimes going to be more difficult. But so what, what we do when we forgive is we're giving the other person or ourselves the room to be human, yes. to make mistakes, yes. to fall short of the mark, to royally F things up. Right. Right. <laughs> royally. <laughs> Which we've all done. We've all yes. fallen short of the mark. Nobody's innocent. No. <laughs> right. We've all made a royal mess. <laughs> And so, and it doesn't excuse it, right? And there are consequences for action. Right, right. So, so, so this young man will have to deal with some consequences yes. for what he did. But it doesn't, to, to forgive him means that like, you know, maybe, maybe. Like, like one, one of the things that I talk about in this book, Awakening the Soul of Power, is like understanding that part of us that is so judgmental, which is the ego mind. Yes. There's a whole, you know, whole section of the book, so it's hard to talk about in a short period of time, but that's the part of us that is so self-righteous. Yeah. And that sounds like, I would never do that, right? So we stand over here as a judge, jury, and prosecutor. Mm -hmm. I would never do that, and they should pay for that. Mm -hmm. So what we do when we forgive is we get ourselves off of that. Right? We pop out of that little ego mind that feels like it knows everything. Mm -hmm. And we just bring in a question mark. And maybe, maybe had I been raised in that yeah. person's shoes yes. by his parents in whatever culture and time with whatever access to whatever information, which, you know, like our parents is often hard. You know, we, so many of us struggle with forgiving what they did or didn't yeah. do. Yeah. Right? So maybe had I been born in their time and their culture and, right. and raised in the way their parents were raised. Yes. And their parents before was like, maybe I too would have done the same or been the same way. Maybe. I don't know. That's the thing. That's the big question mark, isn't it? We don't know what we would do in what circumstances. And for someone so young, and we see it with the, the school shootings, you know, somebody so young, what happens where do these people come from? A lot of them, oh, yeah, he was a loner or the mother didn't see anything different, you know, in him. It's what's torment is going on in that person's soul that they feel they have to take all these people with them and, yeah. and justify it. You know, we've got to understand not only that there is mental illness, but where does the mental illness come from? It comes from the anguish of feeling alone, yeah. unheard, unloved, uncared for, misunderstood, and if we could get down to, to the core of people and try and care a little bit to understand them, then we will understand their actions, good or bad. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And so you're, like you're saying, it's like we don't know what's going on in their no. mind. We don't know about substance. Right. Or the effect of, of previous substance used by their parents and their, in their minds. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know. And again, to like really heighten the point, it doesn't mean that what they did was right. Right. And it doesn't make it right. And it doesn't mean that we have to stay in relationship with anybody right. who harmed us. Right. But if we want to be free, we have to find a way at some point to forgive them. Yes. Right. You know, it's, it's, they know what they know and they do what they do based on what they know. And what they know may be limited or may be uncompassionate, but that's what they know. And they're doing it from that place of knowledge. You know, when, you, when you've got people doing a lot of things right now, hating on, on people of color, hating on people of different sexuality, hating on people for different religion, different political ideas. It's like, why can we not agree to disagree? This is a different perspective.
And if we all, I'm a true colors coach, so the four key personalities, if we all laid on the table our, our personality approach, our perception, and then we decided to go around the table listening to everybody's perception, we probably hear that we're all saying the same thing, but from a different point of view. Mm -hmm. But we seem to be intolerant to, to coming together and having a conversation because there's this, I'm right and you're wrong. And that is where the problem is, because the ego. Yeah, and so, you know, another great example of this type of power that we're talking about, which I, I call soulful power, um, is Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. You know, who yes. said that if, after spending, I don't know, 20 years, I forget how many years he spent. I think spent, it was 27. 27. Mm. Right. So how easy would it have been for him to walk out yes. of there with anger yeah. and feeling self-righteous and wrong? That how could you have done yeah. that to me? And yet he said, I mean, like, talk about heroism. Mm. Like if he hadn't found a way in his heart to forgive his, 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 his jailers, that he would still be in prison. Yes. Like, wow. Yes. Yes, yes, um, there was a wonderful thing on there. I don't know if I actually put it on your page or not. Um, uh, no, I didn't, but I'm going to because it's, it is a wonderful saying of what he was doing. It's that, you know, um, I'm leaving the prison and leaving all hate and anger behind. Otherwise, I'll still be in prison. And so many of us imprison ourselves in in past hate or the lack of forgiveness or things that are being done to us. We have emotions in our lives to indicate what we're feeling at the time, that they're a gauge. If I'm angry, what am I angry about? If I'm sad, what am I sad about? If I'm glad, what am I glad about? They're an indication. But we as human beings get stuck in them, especially the sad anger and the bitter ones. And it ferments and we know that energy must constantly be in flow. So if you stay in that state of being, it's going to eat you up. And how many times do we look at people's feuds that have been centuries old, right? And what was it really all about? <laughs> Nobody remembers anymore. Well, you know, like a great example in American history is the, the, the Hatfields and the McCoys, a famous feud mm -hmm. um, that went over centuries. Yeah. It was like, and it started at around the time of the Civil War. So it had roots in the Civil War, but the real feud happened over, like, they didn't even remember, but it was about an argument over who, who owned a pig. <laughs> you know, so this one, they started fighting over the pig. This one shot the other one. Then the cousin came on, shot this one. The mm. uncle came on, shot, and it grew and grew right. and grew. And after yeah. decades. Yeah. It was only yeah. like in, in the year 2000 that they finally, I mean, they hadn't been killings for, for decades, but... They finally signed a treaty agreement, a peace treaty, like in the year 2000. And they talk about how how do we do that in our own relationship? Right. You and know, you brought up such a good point about the emotions because as a culture, yeah, we're so conditioned, and especially men, to to repress the emotions, mm -hmm. to run away from the emotions because we have labeled them a sign of weakness. Right. Right. And so, like, especially men is, oh, little boys don't cry because if you cry, you're like a little girl and that means right. you're not a man. Right. How twisted, right? The emotions yes. are not about men. They're not about femininity. Right. Masculinity. They're, yep. not they're not weakness. They're just energies. Yes. You're spending that emotion. You're releasing that emotion. Right. Yes. But we get into trouble, as you yeah. pointed to, when we stuff them. Yes. And what happens is, like, when we stuff anger, after years of stuffing anger, we overreact, right? So we stuff it, we stuff it, we stuff it, and then somebody says something 
some unfortunate person says does says something to it the wrong way, and then we explode oh, yeah. <laughs> and bring harm to our relationships. Yes. Or we so so that repressed anger turns into rage, and then then have mass shootings, um, or, or people who are just like walking cauldrons of anger. Yes. Uh, that then people start avoiding. <laughs> they start avoiding us. But, but people start, justify the anger too. They yeah. justify the anger. They justify the hate. And it's because they know in themselves it's wrong. Yeah. But in order to ignore that and hold accountability for it, they'll find a way to justify it. Yeah. And, and anger, for like from, from that perspective, anger is the emotion that we consider not a sign of weakness, right? Mm. So we confuse rage yeah. with being power which is not right right because when you we're actually oh we're actually losing power and losing control we're just walking around reacting all the time um whereas and, and then also like before i could move into that you know talking about if you if we don't express sadness mm-hmm. give it voice then it turns into depression and it yeah. congeals into depression and then so we get so low energy after some time that we can't even get off the couch or out of bed right and then that goes to dis-ease which creates all sorts of diseases and it's a it's a constant spiral so yes. yeah we, somewhere along the line we have to break the pattern yeah and and find a way to learn how to identify because some mm-hmm. of us don't even know what we're feeling i didn't know like for me it was a journey to learn about my emotions and, and get this, my father was a psychiatrist. And, and from what I hear from people who told me he was a great psychiatrist, but with his own emotions, clueless. Yes. Not to heal thyself, how often do we hear that? <laughs> I grew up, I, didn't, I couldn't tell, you know, I couldn't have told you back then what I felt because I didn't know what I was feeling. Right. So I, I shut down, I had no idea what I was feeling. So it's a journey for some of us to learn about what we're feel, feeling and then how to communicate those in a way that is both courageous, because we yeah. always take a chance that somebody might not like us or they're going to get angry if mm-hmm. we say how we feel. So it takes courage, and, but also learning how to communicate it with compassion in yeah. a way that they can hear it. Important. Right? Hear yeah. it. Because every time we point the finger and we say, you did this. Three pointing back. That's it. And, and yeah. that, other per- that the other person can only defend. Right. Right. Exactly. That's all. When we point the finger and accuse, that all we're going to get is defense. Yes. We're under attack and often we don't know why. Right. Yeah. And we've seen enough war, you know, physical war, emotional war, greed war, ego war. We've seen enough of it. And I think everybody in their heart and soul right now just would love to see some peace. You know, uh, we know that when we step into, into breath, when we step into calmness, kindness, caring, love, that is when creativity really can bloom. And, you know, we don't want to see more weapons of mass destruction. We would like to see how we can feed the world better, how we can combat uh, uh, the ecosystem, you know, how we can serve this planet, the people on it and all living beings. And that requires us to step into a higher energy, a higher heart, a higher soul, a higher spirit energy. And we can't do that if we're in an angry state or if we're in an ego state or, or a resentful state because you just can't feel it in that energy. It blocks it. Yes. And I, in the book, I write about weapons of happiness destruction. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right? so all, all the strategies that we use, which yes. we know, they're not so effective. <laughs> like they got us to where we are, but they're not, they're actually strategies of, you know, of, of that we have just haven't been taught. No. 
ways of communicating courageously and compassionately. Mm-hmm. Like, like how do we manage a way to, to communicate who we are and what we're feeling in a way that people can hear it? Yeah. So, so these are strategies that we just haven't been taught that end up wreaking havoc in our relationships. And no wonder we haven't been taught how to, how to hold, how to approach yeah. a relationship and, and how to, so we approach them thinking that, that from a place of incompletion, mm-hmm. feeling like if I could only have them, them I would be fine. Right. But you know, there isn't anybody out there that's gonna make us happy and it's not their job to. No. No, let's say that nice and loud. It is not their job to make you happy. They can guide you, teach you, nurture you on how to make yourself happy, but it's not their job to make you happy. They can aid you in your own, in your own discovery. Yeah, and how unfair, like, right? We get into relationships, yeah. you're like, you're going to make me happy. Like, how, what a responsibility. You complete me. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? So yes. We approach our relationships feeling like, all right, it's my job, and only I can make myself happy. Then our relationships can actually have a chance. Right. And the thing is, imagine you get two people. I mean, I've, I've just done an interview with the, the wonderful Shelley and Tom Negolo, and he channels Katumi, and I've done a number of uh, shows with them. And one of the ones I did with them was on relationships. And this year, they will be married 49 years. And at 14-year um, mark, they, they realized their marriage was falling apart. And they decided both to go on their own self-discovery journey but within the marriage but go on their own self-discovery journey what is their calling what is who are they because they lost who they were and in doing so you know that's when Kutumi came to him whom he channels and she um, discovered something else and they came back more as whole people to merge together as a couple where they complement each other not complete complement each other and sometimes we just have to do that don't we we just have to say you know what I'm losing myself or I don't know who I am in this situation. I need to step back and do a bit of self-discovery so I can bring the whole of me to this relationship rather than fragmentations of me that only seems to get upset by everything. Yeah, and it's so sad because so much of the culture you know, puts that into us. You know, how many songs, oh, you complete me. Yes. You make me happy. You are the light of my life. Uh-huh. BS. You know, <laughs> Bullshit, I'm sorry. Older dash, yes. No, <laughs> oh, right? Only we can make ourselves happy. Exactly. And, and the process about that is, I mean, it's, it's about discovering who we are. Right. And, and getting clear about who we are. And it's a, it's a journey of a lifetime. Yeah. And it's heroic. It's the stuff yes. of heroes. Right? Yeah. But, but it's so, the rewards are priceless and infinite if we are willing to do the, the tough work that we're talking about, because none of this is easy. No. Right? It's so much easier to react. Yes. So much easier to hold on being, to being right. So much easier to blame. To blame. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and all the other strategies that, yeah. that weapons of happiness destruction. You know that, but if we're willing to do the work and get off being right and, and yeah. try to find a way to keep the heart open, even when we know we're right, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it's, not, it's freedom yeah. is the reward. And the chance that our relationship can actually work and that we can have what you're pointing to, which is that, that sense of self and that deep sense of inner peace and equanimity so that we can learn how to be the eye of the storm and then let everybody have their dramas mm-hmm. around us and we can we remain the eye of the storm. Right? I was and kind we of ref- have to engage in all that insanity. 
too much energy to engage in that sanity, far too much. I always refer to humans, um, you know, to emulate the forest. You know, in the forest, there are so many different trees and the tree doesn't say, you can't stand next to me, you're the wrong elk, you know. Um, a tree falls down and out of it comes new shoots. You know, the trees are there for each other. There is no judgment. They're there to, sh to strengthen one another. And their matrix, which is absolutely extraordinary, Judy Dench did a documentary on this, where they actually filmed all the fiber optics of communication between the trees yes. and how they nurture one another and support one another. We have the same fiber optic vibration where we can connect. And that's when we meet somebody go, oh, connection. We're on the same vibe, right? We're on the same frequency. We're on the same wavelength. It's because that fiber optics has connected. And if we do elevate ourselves into a higher vibration, we're going to come across that a lot more. And we're looking at this synergy of community of coming together because we understand by coming together in our individual wholeness, we're going to make the world stronger. But with that, with that beautiful umbrella and that um, that generation of, of positive energy. Yes, and 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 I love that documentary about the the way that trees communicate through mm -hmm. their biochemically through the yeah. roots. Fascinating. Yes. And, and and you know what used to be spiritual teaching that we're all interconnected. Now science isn't isn't quite there yet, but it is catching up and and, and finding ways to to point to that we are all interconnected. Right. Like even. Like even Einstein couldn't wrap his mind around that. Right. You know, like when you split the, the, the DNA and you do something to it here and then have a, the other part of it a thousand miles away and that it reacts not only in the same way, but at the same time. Yes. Like because of the time lapse, there should be a, a different right. time, but there isn't. So our science isn't there yet. Like it's probably quantum physics that at some point will help us understand how we're so interconnected in those ways because our dna is is almost identical and right. we talk about having different human race you know different races in humanity our dna is 99.9999 percent the same so there isn't enough difference mm. to call us a different race we're all one race literally yes and when, we, when we think about that our dna is 98.4 the same as chimps mm -hmm. and 50 percent identical to bananas <laughs> We're it's bananas. All, <laughs> we're all interconnected in yeah. ways that we can't quite explain yet scientifically. Yeah. But yes. The, the science side of it, actually, I have another genre called quantum spirituality. And having interviewed a few people of science, engineers and science, etc., you know, one of the things they've realized is that people who choose to live on a spiritual realm. You know, it's not so kumbaya and peace, man, you know, which they like to portray it to be or as a cult, you know, which uh, the general population likes to look at it as. But they're realizing that the people who live in a spiritual energy, they can actually measure that energy. They can yeah. measure the hertz. And they realize that the higher the hertz go, the more energy of positive energy that is coming out of that person and how it actually is very creative and productive in making things grow. So science has now, through the, through the quantumness, understood why people are spiritual. And uh, more and more, they're embracing that. Uh, did you see Doctor Strange, the movie? I love that movie. I love that movie too. And there's a scene there where... 
his guru is she pushes him out of her body and you see mm. his whole soul spirit gets out of his body and say what do you think you are just matter and mm. we do we look at ourselves as this flesh this vehicle as being it all and it isn't it's the vessel for our spirit and our heart and our soul our spirit and our soul do not need a vessel it's come to ignite with our heart and with our physicality to show is the gift of us coming together and if we acknowledge that and truly tap into it and use it the potential that we could reach as human beings is extraordinary yes and 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 what you said is it's so important that you know being what we're talking about is not airy fairy is not new agey you know it's it's heroic Mm -hmm. like to maintain that sense of equanimity that can be measurable and that and that and that makes has an impact in the world and the people around us yeah work i mean it, be, it becomes easier and it becomes second nature yes but it takes work to have the sense of mindfulness uh, to go oh ooh, ooh, there we go i'm about to get hijacked and i'm yep. about to react but being able to to do that takes practice yes so that we can nip it at the bud and and catch it before we catch before we react and go over the waterfall and then bring harm and then we have to clean up the mess right which sometimes cannot be cleaned up. It's irreversible. Yeah. Yeah. People remember words, you know, oh, I was drunk at the time. Very often that's when the truth comes out of how you feel about someone. So, you know, the thing is mindfulness isn't just of the words that we say. I say that when you engage the soul, heart and spirit into the equation, feel your knowledge speak your knowledge from the feeling, not just from the data. We will actually speak our truth more instead of our reaction more. Because this is storing all the things that have ever been done to you, your head is storing all the pain in memory. Now, we're not asking people to forget because some things you can't forget, but you, you need to forgive in order to move on. You need to let it go and you need to not remember the pain. You can remember the situation without the pain. The situation that you went through made you stronger. You discovered your courage. You discovered your strength. You discovered your abilities. You discovered you were so much more than what happened to you. You're not going to forget what happened to you because it's your strength, but you're going to forget the pain that you lived in because that's not going to be with you anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, that, that joke or, or that saying, that aphorism, you know, fool me once, shame mm-hmm. on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. So it's not about forgetting, mm-hmm. but, it's, but it's about not walking around with a closed heart and, and with yes. like you know, on DEFCON 1, waiting for the <laughs> next job, waiting for the next attack. Yes. We, you know, we've gotten confused and we think that to walk around like this is, is powerful, but it's not. No. This is like prison. This yes. is like walking around in a self-made prison. Right. In fear, anticipating attack. This, you know, like this open stance is way more powerful. Right. And it's counterintuitive because if vulnerable, you know, we've confused that vulnerability, what we think is vulnerability with weakness. Yeah. But yeah. it's actually where the power lies. Yes. Oh, it is the greatest gift you can give is your vulnerability. Yeah. The greatest gift you can share. Because that is your true honesty, your true soul, your true person. And the thing is, is when you do share it, how people receive it is out of your hands. That's their choice. That's their reaction. So don't react to how other people react to you because that's on them. 
just be true to who you really are. That's it, because then it becomes, you know, you push my button, I react, then mm -hmm. I push yours and you react, and then until one of us explodes, you know, it becomes a yeah. battle of the egos until somebody explodes. <laughs> right? So Who I, wins? I, Who yeah. wins? Yeah. Nobody. And so that's also heroic, right? Yeah. Getting off that need to win. Yeah. Getting off that egoic need to be right is the stuff of heroes. Yes. Because we're hardwired to, to be that way. But it's, but it's like, you know, like, like, I think it's a course of miracles that says, do you want to be, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? Yeah. Yeah. And um, what is this having to prove yourself right? What is right for me? And my heart and soul is right for me. It may not be right for you. I will own what is right for me. And honor my core, honor my heart, and not honor my soul. This is the way I see my truth from my perspective. This is the way you see yours. Neither is right or wrong. It just is. As yeah. long as it's not done in harm. As long as it's done with love. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the few rules that I, few rules that I live by is like <laughs> a handful. Do no harm. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> to do harm is a reaction, a retaliation approving your right and who does it benefit it certainly doesn't benefit you it's cost you it's yeah. cost you to be right it doesn't help or hurt you know, it harms the person that you're directing it out and it shatters the vibration around you it disconglobulates it and they yeah, can't find that piece there yeah, and, and to bring in the point one more time, it's not about becoming wimps or doormats. Yes. We're talking about empowerment. Right. Right, but, but being in that self-righteous stance is not empowerment. And no. it doesn't give us what we want, which is to have love and to have relationships that work and a life that's, mean, that's filled with meaning and purpose. When we walk around with that self-righteousness, it, it causes problem and wreaks havoc in our relationships. Mm -hmm. so how do we find a way, you know, because we've gotten confused and we think that, to be right, that if we get off that stance of being right, means that we're giving up our power. And it right. doesn't mean that. Yeah. So it's like, so, and we're, we develop clarity about who we are and, and what boundaries work for us. Does this work for me? That doesn't work for me. Right. And we, uh, we communicate those needs and those clear boundaries so that it's, it's the opposite of become, we're not wimping out at all. No. And if somebody crosses those boundaries or, lies to us or betrays us then we take action accordingly yes right but, i'm glad you said boundaries are not borders you know right. borders are uh, the walls that cut us off from everyone boundaries is just i'm resonating on this frequency and i will not accept a frequency that is there purely to attack me uh, mm -hmm. or purely there to harm me that is where you're going to bounce off right but mm -hmm. a wall is impenetrable i don't want you at all stay out and a lot of spiritual people have kind of gone into this wall thing i'm going to protect us in this spiritual realm you know with this wall that's not what spirituality is about it's about the energy sharing the flow having you know everywhere to go in everything and everything we do it's not about just only this pocket or that pocket because that's the human thing we want to we want to pack ourselves don't we we want to tribe ourselves and you know mine is right and yours is wrong and if we just understood just let it go let share it out let that energy flow and let it go where it needs to go without those boundaries or borders in a way as long as it's done with the boundary of love yes and and, and love again as as 
not a hallmarky, airy fairy <laughs> kind of love. Not a cerebrous yes, of two loves. Or a new agey kind of love, but love as the fiercest, most yes. powerful force yes. in the entire universe. Like yes. that mother the bear, energy. don't even think about it kind of love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of love's energy is so powerful, so empowering. It It is where you see mums can tip a car off the child that's just been hit. You know, the power of that energy, where, you, where does it come from? It is that love that we find the strength and the empowerment and the truth of us. And it is so encompassing. And a lot of people think, you know, uh, I'm a Libra, so I'm always trying to find the balance. And it, the balance isn't about being perfectly still. But what it isn't about is the extremes. We don't want the extreme highs or the extreme lows. It's about constantly being in flow. Because when we look at energy, it needs to be in flow. And sometimes the volume is turned up. And sometimes it's just a ripple effect as we go. When you look at the ocean, you look at the clouds and the sky and the wind, it has its moments of tornadoing and other times of just gentle breezes. Our energy is like that as well when we put it out there. And we've just got to be mindful of what kind of energy we're sending out to whom and why. Yes, and you were talking about letting go, which is one of, I have like, in the book I have a section which is 13 paths to power. And, and, I'm, and, when I, and I'm talking about the soulful power as opposed mm. to the worldly power, the way right. that we're going power, um, which we can talk about what the differences are, but the, the letting go, part of it is we, you know, part of the ego function too, um, is holding on right? yeah. and trying to control and manage not only every part of our lives, but everybody else's lives around yes. us. And so we, we exhaust ourselves Yes. because that, that's not our job and that's not the job of the ego. So we walk around like completely overwhelmed. And, and so, and we think this is powerful. We're like, this is so much more powerful. Yes. Yes. And I think of the story, I don't know if you remember reading, um, what was it called a book? Uh, illusions adventures of a reluctant messiah by richard bach no i don't know that one he wrote also a jonathan livingston siegel back I oh think i love that one yes yeah well this is his second book i think but he starts the book with this beautiful story it's kind of like a, a myth um and it's he talks about this village of, of river creatures that live at the bottom of the river and so their whole life is about holding on mm -hmm. and just the hold on to to, to boulders and rocks and, and logs that are lying at the bottom of the river. And so their whole life, they're like this and being buffeted by the stream until one creature says, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm going to let go. And the other one says, like, what are you kidding? You're going to die if you let go. You can't do that. You're going to be swept away. And no, I can't just do this. I can't live like this anymore. And then they use, you know, pulling the big guns well and use the guilt. Well, what about us? Yeah. We're, we're, you know, how could you leave us? You can't mm -hmm. leave us. And so five says, I'm sorry, but I can't because if I stay here, I will die. Yeah. And she lets go. Yeah. And sure enough, the current takes her and she's tumbling and being yeah. rolled around and hitting against stuff. But eventually the current lifts her. Yes. Right. It's like, oh, and things stabilize. It's like, oh, this is kind of cool. I can do this. And just kind of soaring, you know, being taken by the current. Um, and then there's another village of river creatures downstream and somebody looks up and, and, and they go, oh, look, a messiah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is actually funny, isn't it? Um, uh, th there's a book called um, The Last Shaman. 
by William Whitecloud, and it, it follows another book called Magician. But in this particular one, is he goes back to Rhodesia, where you know his father's died, and then the takeover is happening, and everything is locked down, and he can't get out. And it's we need the last shaman in order to save. Um, you know, save Rhodesia, and it's the whole spiritual journey that it goes on. And we don't, while we're busy seeking out there, we don't realize it's all in here. We are the shaman we seek. We can seek more knowledge. We can seek more understanding, um, more wisdom. But yeah. ultimately, everything we're looking for is in here. Yeah. Yeah, which goes back to, to the very beginning of our conversation, mm. right? when the going gets rough and we're living in really rough times. Yes, we are. Filled with fear and uncertainty and confusion and chaos. And we're just now beginning to witness whatever it is, like, you know, in addition to the to the different pandemics of, of at least in this, you know, not only COVID, but racism. Yes, um, which, sexism. Not, yeah. Not just in this country, it's everywhere. Mm. Um, and then we've got the looming crisis of the environmental yes. right behind that we yes. haven't begun to, to, to witness whatever it is that we have unleashed in the environment. So mm. scary times, right? Yes. So when they're going at stuff, the tough go within. That's right. what the wisdom is. That's what the power is. Yeah. That's what the answer to all our questions are. Um, it's in I the calmness. Yes. Mm. And I know this from experience, by the way, because where I came from as a teenager, I was such a painfully shy, self-hating, insecure teenager. I, I was okay one-on-one. -on -one. If you added a third person, clammed up. Mm -hmm. So it's for me to own and speak about words like heroism mm -hmm. and leader and heroes. It's been a journey. Yes. Right? So that, and it's a journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. And, and self-love yeah. and really going within and exploring who we are. So, so I know without mm. any doubt that if I can do it, anybody can. Right. Anybody. Right. But that is, that is the story of life. That is the journey of life. You know, the, the people I've interviewed like yourself who stepped into their courage, stepped into their strength, in that self-discovery of why something happened to them, but it wasn't less to do with the why what happened to them. It was what was it for? Why did it happen in a way? What's it meant to bring out in me? And what some of the people have gone through, and you, you look at it and you go, I wouldn't blame you if you'd called it quits. And they go, I now today are in more strength and more peace and more empowerment and more love because of what I went through because of who I became because of the journey we're so terrified of the journey and we think there's a destination no the destination is inside when we finally connect with our inside we start living from the inside out that's where the destination is and now you really can go and take your journey in life because you're taking you with you wherever you go but we are so much more than we give ourselves credit for we are so much more and that we're seeing that kind of heroism of people who are stepping up in kindness and caring and consideration. And they may have just started it because it felt like, you know, oh gosh, you know, I need to do something. And now it's become their calling. It's become their movement and their momentum. And they're now realizing why they're here. They're here to do this. And with everything that they do, it, it makes the insides uh, out 
shine even brighter. Yes, and if I can take a moment about that, because it's that, that you, what you point to that getting in touch with who we are and what we're here for and living yeah. our purpose, it is so critical. Yeah. Um, and so I want to, if I can take a moment to speak about the summit. That's speak away. Yes, please, please, please. It's called Leaders Evolving Social Consciousness. So what we're doing is we're creating a virtual environment for teachers, for, for healers, for activists, for change, and for those who know somewhere in there who have an inkling of a suspicion but haven't had the confidence or the know-how to step into those roles, that's what the summit is about, right? To, to create a, a safe container, an oasis from all the madness mm-hmm. and the craziness and the insanity, insanity and uncertainty and find a way that we can, we're gonna have like 31 amazing speakers and presenters from different walks of life who are gonna share their journeys, their experience, mm-hmm. their insights, their struggles mm-hmm. and show people like next steps, like actionable next steps that they can take to step into these roles because it's all hands on deck. Yes. Like I've been saying that for years, all yes. hands on deck. Now it's really all hands on deck. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, you know, we just don't have time for another certification no. or to feel really confident. No. If you've got the, sus- the slightest suspicion that you've got work to do, this is it. Yeah. We need Yeah. Right. So we'll, hopefully you'll have a link where it's called uh, Conscious Leaders. I think it's Conscious Leaders is the, the dot com is the website. Um, and join us. It's a free summit. And, and we're also creating community. I'm creating a, created a, a group in, on Facebook called Unleash Your Inner Hero. Uh, so come join us and we'll give you information both, both about the summit, about the book and all that kind of stuff and create a, a safe space where you can find people of like mind and like spirit yes. to support each other. Right. On this journey, not only for our sake of, 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 of inner happiness and peace. And, and a sense of personal empowerment, but what else can we do for all of us? Because we right. need to yes. at this time. That's, it's called ConsciousLeadersSummit.com. So well, Conscious the, Lead- the, 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 the title is Leaders Evolving. Let me get the exact name to make sure that. Well, the link you sent me is ConsciousLeadersSummit.com. ConsciousLeadersSummit.com. Dot com and it's the leaders transforming global consciousness yes yes there right. you go Thank you. <laughs> the thing is we are i say that inspiration is invitation when we're inspired by what people have done it's an invite for us to look within ourselves if they can surely there's something within me that i can and that inspiration is, is the invitation for us to step out of our little worlds or our discomfort or our comfort zone, wherever we're at, and go, I'm going to explore in wonderment of who I am, why I'm here and what I'm here to do. What is my instrument in life? Where is my orchestra that I can play it in? And it's only if you have a sense of exploration, of of wonderment, of life, that you're going to actually receive what's been said to you if you're looking for a quick fix forget it don't bother but if you're really looking to to learn about the keys to the inside out living to igniting that love and that heart and soul within you you need to listen to the people that have taken the journey to get there because we've gone through the rockies we've gone down to the depths of hell we've been through it all and 
um, I'm not in the summit, but I assume the people have also gone through all of their journey. And it's because of that journey, they are who they are here today. And they are the best kind of teachers, the best kind of guiders, because they've been through it. They understand your fear. They understand your trepidation. They understand the confusion. And they're here to share that knowledge and to help you through it. Why would you not want to listen? Yes, yes. And, and it's free. And what you're talking about, it's so important about being, having the courage mm -hmm. to leave the safety, you know, the comfort, yes. right? Because that's the hero's journey. Yeah. That's the way that Joseph Campbell so beautifully encaptured and named the hero's journey and that, that we see in movies and mm -hmm. literature. And so the first step, you know, is getting the call. Um, and then you leave, right? You leave the abandoned, the safety of the village or, or yes. where you are right yes. now. And, and so what I do in the book is apply that inner journey to the hero's journey to the inner journey. Mm -hmm. And and the chap the book is like short chapters with steps, you know, talking not yeah. only about the, 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 what it means to live heroically, but also understanding the ego mind and how it works and how it, it limits us and it imprisons us and imprisons us and how we get free from it, how, how, because it sabotages all of our lives and all of our dreams and all yeah. of our relationships. So really, really critical that we understand how that mind, work, mind works. And then I have um, included like power practices um, all along the way so that you do a short chapter and then you put a, do a practice you, that, where you helps you embody it and put it into practice in your life and in your relationships. And then we talk about power. Like, what's the difference between the way that we, the world sees power? Because no wonder we have ambivalence. Like, we yeah. want power, but we're terrified of it. Yeah. And so we end up running away from it, and we end up stifling it, and we end up saying yes when inside we really feel no, because we're, we hate confrontation, yeah. and we, we think we're going to, we hate rejection. Uh, and so, but we, we, the, we sell ourselves out and our power. Yes. So yes. the first step is understanding that there's different types of power, right? And mm -hmm. so that we, all these, all this conditioning that we've been told that power corrupts and, and absolute powers corrupts absolutely. That's just one belief about power that, that, what, that was taken out of context. Like when that was quoted originally, it was intended to mean about political power. Right. But we took it on. Yes. As, as like all kinds of power. So we, we talk, so what I do in the book too is like, like talk about the different kinds of powers so worldly power egoic power versus spiritual power yeah, or soulful power so like a couple of differences one of them one of them is external right we tend to associate power with people who have fame or money or or some kind of high status in some kind of hierarchy social or religious or political but the thing about all those external powers is that they're fickle right they're right. here today gone tomorrow because they're outside of us right Whereas the other kind of power, the internal power, the soulful power, nobody can give it to us and nobody can take it away. Right, exactly. And think about Gandhi or Gandalf, right? In Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. with simple robes mm -hmm. and sandal feet. And you would never know how much power is in there until it is called for. And then right. what? Yes. What? Yes. Gandhi brought the British Empire to its knees mm -hmm. when it was at its highest point globally without landing a punch or shooting a gun. Exactly. Now, How that's true empowerment. Yes. Right? What we wanted to do is empower ourselves. A lot of people are afraid of power because with power is responsibility. But if you look at the empowerment of yourself, the power that you're stepping into, 
is a generator of love. It's a generator of energy that is going to empower you to go down any path you're meant to go to, to face any obstacle you need to face and to be able to ride through any challenge because your knowingness will step in, the soul, the heart and spirit that are speaking to you and your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it because you are empowered by the divine presence of energy from the universe or wherever else we find it. It's there. It's ignited our particles because we are the same material as the universe. It's ignited our particles into being our own little generator and computer. And we've got it all here within us if we know how to open up, receive, and understand the knowledge that we're being given. And that's what this book is about, right? Like how do we step into power mm. personally, personal power in a way that's not about hierarchy, about right. control, about fear, about force, about bullying, about domination, about manipulation, right? The power that doesn't require for me to push anybody down, step on them, put right. my knee on their neck, squelch. Yeah. But power that comes from within, power right. that is humble, right? It's that simple, simple power of Gandhi and Gandalf that doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. It right. just is. That there's the cowardly power mm. that will, you know, that will cowardly use that power to bring somebody else down only to boost their own ego up. That yes. is a cowardly power. Yes. There's the power where you empower others. Leaders who create other leaders are empowerers. That's right? it. That's, and that's what we're looking at. You're empowering people. Yeah. It's all about that. And yeah. a lot of the time people say, well, I just don't know how. Well, why aren't you listening to the summit? Why aren't you reading the book? Why aren't you listening to these shows? Because these are the people who have captured that power, who know how to harness it, who know how to use it, understand the responsibility of it, and that it has to be used with good intentions. Yes, absolutely. And you just pointed to another great difference, right? And, and so one of the first steps, like if I would recommend for people, start looking at and analyzing your beliefs about power and, and where they come from. Right. Like another one, so, so that what you're talking about, which is a really key difference, um, comes from the belief that there's a limited amount of power, right? That right. power is a zero sum game so that you're having power takes away from mine. Mm -hmm. Like, wait a minute, who mm -hmm. said? Yeah. Right. So then power becomes exclusive and I have to defend it I, and I have to disempower you and step on you to make sure that you don't have power. But, but it, it all comes from that misunderstanding that there's a limited amount of it. But look what's happened during that, that particular thing of the knee on George, that the, those policemen felt they were in power. But what has happened because of that? It has empowered an entire movement. It has empowered other people in outrage to say no more. The system mm -hmm. must change. So you were in power for eight minutes and 43 seconds. Um, of that person's life. That was your responsibility. But the ricochet of that yeah. has literally changed of the whole perception of the world and what we will tolerate and what we won't tolerate anymore. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that empowerment does come life after death. And in this case, George's life has become incredibly um, powerful now to us. It's sad that someone has to die before we wake up. 
And you know, I'm, I was given a saying two and a half years ago from the universe. The universe is here to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. If we're not being woken up and shaken up right now, if we're not being invited to step up right now, I don't know what else. Because everything else that's happening right now is screaming, please step up. Or else. <laughs> or else. And there is an or else. Delete button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the planet will be fine. It might take oh, yeah. several million years, but life will continue. Yes. In some form, it might be a cockroach planet. Right. Whether we make it, hmm. That's debatable. We'll see. And yeah. and that's the critical the critical timeliness of having this conversation about power. Yeah. Because if we don't work this out, yes. what we're risking is yes. blowing each other up. Yes. Ironically and tragically in the name of God. Um and don't get and, me started on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and from a personal perspective, if we don't find a way to own our power and express it appropriately for who yes. we are, right? congruently with who we are, yes. in a way that is a match for who we are, then what we risk is, is a life of, of soul-devouring mediocrity. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, that's the polar opposite of what we're seeing right now, of the discord we're seeing right now, you know. I mean, as humans, we've been the third dimensionists, but we've been invited to step on the fourth dimensional bridge up into the fifth and sixth and higher dimension. And you've still got people that wish to be the three dimensionists and the, the, the angry ones, the ones that have chosen to live in that fear and that hate. And we can't help them if they're unwilling to help themselves. But in order to save this planet and the good vibration that's on here, we have to step into that higher plane, which will mean that some will become obsolete in their vibration. We, it, we owe it to each other and to this planet and all life forms on it to raise our vibration into that empowerment. And it's not for somebody else to do, it's for you to do and become a part of. Yes. You can't yes, be a I part of the orchestra if you don't know how to play your instrument. And, and you know, we can, and we can all do that. When, I, when sometimes I, like looking at the world and watching the news and what's going on is like, it's so easy to go is like, oh my God, like how are we ever going to navigate the, the environmental crisis, terrorism? Yes. How are we going to talk to a terrorist who doesn't, who believes like we're satanic? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and there's increasing polarization. And so I just, sometimes I like, just like, you know, why don't, why we might as well just like, might as well just like go to the beach, mm -hmm. eat a lot of chocolate and have a lot of sex. And, and then I think, all right, the chocolate you know is definitely the one for me. <laughs> Need somebody dark, else for the other. <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> Make love, no war. <laughs> yes, yes. But then I say, all right, all right, all right. Chill out. What can I do, right? I can't individually do anything about systemic racism or, or, or the right. environmental crisis. Nothing that I can do on myself is going to really change all of that. But what can I do, right? Or bring peace to the world or solve cancer or any of those things. Or, or a cure for COVID, but what can I do, right? So reel myself back, what can I do? I can continue healing myself and waking myself up every day to the best of my capacity right. to fulfill my potential that nobody else, can, nobody else can fill. And I can help as many people as I can to do the same. Okay, that I can do, I will yes. do that. Right? Yes. And anybody watching this can do the same. Yes. We can. Yes, we can. 
the free will is our choice. What are you going to choose? What yes. are you going to choose? That is the question. Yes. That is and, the important and, question. And to connect that, yes, you can, right? Si se puede, in Spanish, it's si se puede. And poder is power. So there's that connection be, between power and being able to, mm-hmm. right? So it comes down to a choice of like, yes, I will do this. Yes. Yes. And that there is no manual. You know, you're giving a guide of how you can empower yourself step by step because it worked for you. And we can adopt those, uh, those lovely steps. But ultimately, at some point, you know, you've now reached the end of the book. And with the skills and the tools you've been given, spread your own wings. That's the beauty. Jump off the cliff, you know, step into the abyss, blind, deaf and dumb in order to hear, see and feel. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, can, I can say this book will change your life and it gives you the, the, the road, the path to, mm-hmm. to free yourself and, and to empower yourself. But ultimately, it's, it's, it's here, right? It's and, here. and the beauty of it is like we get to do whatever we want. Right. We get to express that unique human potential, that personal power and that soulful power in whatever way reveals itself through us. And what a beautiful thing that is. It's a most beautiful opportunity. You know, we know what's wrong. Why are you feeding what's wrong? Put the energy to you know what will be the solution. And that is, corny as it sounds, love. Where does love start? It starts with you. Discover your own self-love for who you are, why you are, and what you're here to do. And then share that love abundantly with everyone else. That will raise the frequency. That will change the world. And it's as simple and as heroic as that. Exactly. Exactly. Easy, it's not. It's not for us to wish for a hero to come and save us. What has been given to us is a bunch of heroes with all their skills and tools and wisdom and knowledge that we can apply into saving ourselves. Yes. And then finding each other so that we can make a big difference in the world. Yes. And you know, it's not about the heights and the lows. It's about the hands around the world. You know, sharing that energy with someone else and someone else and someone else and just the whole hands around the world thing and a warm embrace. That's really what we're wanting to do. Help each other, guide each other, share with each other, give the energy to one another because it is about collaboration. It's about cohesiveness. It's about compassion. It's about us coming together as a community, global, local, and being, to, being there for one another. Yes, and, and that's beautiful. And one of the ways, that, another way that we can think about what's happening now is that it's, you, we could say it's the end of the patriarchal system. Right? Yes. And systems that, that's why it's so scary because systems that are no longer sustainable. Right. right? And, and, it's, and it's that hierarchical power over structures that are just imploding. Right, that just don't work anymore, and so that power has been held by a few individuals, yeah. by a few banks, a few corporations that have all the money and all the power in the world. Yeah. But what you're talking about and what you're pointing to is that it's in the numbers. Right? Yes, like, we've got the numbers. Yes, yes. And if we come together, and if we come together, if we find and explore and express that power within ourselves, and then come together. There is no power structure that can hold us back. Nope. Crumble of the ivory towers. 
And, and the reason they're behaving the way they're behaving right now is because they know that their time is coming to an end. And they're doing everything they can in the power to hold on to it because they know it's slipping. As, as I pointed out to someone else earlier, right now we're seeing, you know, the waves that are being made on the ocean. But don't underestimate the current. We are the current. Yes. Right? And that current will guide the waters forward. Whatever turbulence you're seeing at the top is haglas, disruption. We need the disruption to, to sweep out the old and embrace the new. And it's not so new. This is something we were meant to do as human beings from the beginning of time. But it's new in the sense that we're awakening to it to actually really understand its empowerment. Yes. And waking up to it in huge numbers. Yeah. Right. So it used to be mystical teachings that you had to go off to a monastery right. or to an ashram somewhere to learn to gain these teachings. Now they're available to all of us in the internet, just with a few clicks. Podcasting. Right it's got it all here. I've got 2,500 of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's so available. So, so that's where the power lies, right? Yes. You just have to make the choice that, yes, I'm in. Count me in. Yes. Where do I sign up? <laughs> how do I get the book? And how do they get the book? The book is, um, you can get it, you know, Amazon, any or any other online um, store, wherever books are sold. Um, so Awakening the Soul of Power. And it will be, I think it's available for the ebook on Amazon right now for pre-order. Mm -hmm. But as of, as of October 1, you'll have the, the paper copy and the hardbound too. Wonderful. And then I'll work on the, on the on the audible book before the end of the year, but I just am like stretched in too many directions. Right, right exactly. And of course, this is endorsed by Gloria Estefan. Oh my God! Uh, which is wonderful oh. to have that. Oh my God! It's I I was like like rendered rendered speechless mm -hmm. um, for a few hours, probably a half day, because I just didn't know what to do with that. Like, what an honor! Yeah. Um, and a blessing and, yeah. and, you know, from somebody who really knows heroism. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? The, the way that she overcame that mm -hmm. incredibly serious and dramatic bus accident yeah. and brought herself back is like what an inspiration she has been to countless, exactly. countless people in this world. And what a lot of people don't know is like her father, like I'm, I'm Cuban, like she, like she Cuban, we're both Cuban Americans. So, and we're, we were, you know, both Cuban exile communities. So her father was uh, actively involved in the counter-revolution as my father was in Cuba, you know, like fighting for freedom mm -hmm. from a tyrannical system. Um, and so all she knows, like the sacrifices that, that are made, that heroes make. Yes. Both in the larger sense of the word, traditional sense of the word, and in the very personal way, everyday hero way that we are that we're talking about here today right yeah and you know when you look at what some people have gone through and how they've come back it doesn't mean that they've that everything is back to normal um the pain of what they went through whether it be emotional or physical will always be there but they have found a way to triumph over it or to use the pain as a motivator uh to to show people how no matter what happens to you, you can still stand tall, you can still be, and you can still be that inspiration for other people, which is important, because that's what we need right now. That's the encouragement, isn't it? That's it. And none of it goes to waste. No, no. pain, no tragedy, no trauma goes to waste if, if we claim our power and step into ourselves 
and then turn all that trauma into service right. and, and into fulfillment and wisdom that can then make a difference in other lives and help other people get free and heal the stuff that we healed in ourselves. Right. I'll just quickly tell people about your first book because um, that was obviously the title that really caught me, but just tell people about that and how they can get that as well. Yeah, uh, Coming Out Spiritually was my first book. Um, it's also available in, in Amazon and all other online um, stores and places where you can where you buy books. That book had a particular message. It's, it's for everybody, but it has a particular message for the LGBTQ community. Um, and part of its message is that it's really tragic that so many people in the LGBTQ community um, struggle with spirituality, you know, mm. like, like, like I did, you know, like, because we confuse religion, like organized religion yeah. with spirituality. And no wonder, because, because of the way that we have been treated by religion all over history, um, and still today. Yep. Right. So, but we threw out the baby with a baptismal water. Yeah. Right? Because by confusing religion with spirituality, because there's so much evidence historically that people that we today call gay or lesbian or whatever right. we call it, bi, trans, whatever, uh, queer, that, that we were throughout history and across many cultures, we were not only spiritually inclined, but we're actually honored and mm. revered for the roles of spiritual service and spiritual leadership that we took in many ways. So part of what I did in that book is name or what I'm calling archetypes, ways that we have expressed those spiritual roles, like mediators, mm. keepers of beauty, uh, you know, the healer, the many of us, you know, tend to that role of being mediators between in many indigenous cultures, we were mediators between the genders, right? In the, in the villages, because we were thought to contain both the masculine and feminine energies, which I believe every human being does. Right. Um, but we were like the perfect mediators between where there was strife in a couple or strife between the men and the women in, in a tribe. We, we were the ones that were the mediators. Or, and we also yeah. mediated between this world and the next world. Mm -hmm. so, so anyway, it's, it's, it's a fascinating book. And, and, but more importantly, it's, it's a call to action. Like in the same way this book is a call to action. Right. The call to action of that book is to find a way to identify and get in touch with and feel and live, right? This is not about learning. This is about feeling your own connection, your own spiritual connection, however you define it, however you express it. And I don't care if it's sitting with a tree or looking at a rock or looking at the ocean, whatever that means to you, to find a way to feel that and to connect with it and to live from there and to express it in the world. Right. You know, I had on uh, last week, um, the gay prince of India, his royal family goes back 650 years. And when he came out and said, I'm gay, they literally tortured him for four years until he said no more. And when he came out, they disowned him and they said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> back on. And now he's, you know, become uh, the beacon for the gay community in India of, um, of stepping out of who they are and create support and everything from it. So his trial and tribulation became the permission and the allowing and the support for others. And that's what we've got to understand is the persecution that people go through when they're willing to go through it and stand tall and say, I am what I am, no apology. You know, that is so empowering for the people who are imprisoned in this expectation or this damnation of being different. And talk about heroism, right? Mm -hmm. To be who we are, wherever we are. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, love, I love that you interviewed him. I'm going to go back and is it already up in the archives? Oh, yep. It's already up there. Yes. And uh, it, he's an exceptional person. Um, Oprah interviewed him when she saw the controversy about him and uh, our Prime Minister Trudeau went over to see uh, when he went over there, went to see him as well because of the work that he's doing. But he had to go through hell. And, and all the way through with them trying to make him straight, he said, I am gay. What's wrong with that? And that, you know, whether you're gay, whether you're straight, whether you're this or that, it's to stand tall and say, I am me. You know, so you interview like Oprah. No, I don't. I interview like Sarah. I am Sarah. Take me or leave me. Uh, I may not be a cup of tea and maybe somebody's strong cup of coffee. The whole point is, is being yourself and being enough for you. And if you are enough for you, you will be enough for the others that you interact with, right? And that's the, the, the way to self-love and mm -hmm. self-empowerment. Yes. And nobody can do it for us. No. Nobody can do it for us. No, no. And that journey, which is what this book will support you on, to self-empowerment is heroic. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah, personally, for, for, for doing it yourself and for supporting so many people to do it. And, and thank you for being willing to, to take this journey. Uh, oh. I couldn't do anything else but take this journey. I couldn't, I wasn't existing, you know, until I did. Um, so people can get the book on Amazon, both books on Amazon. The site is soulfulpower.com and people can get hold of you at info at soulfulpower.com. And this summit, which they can sign up for right now is conscious leadership, no, conscious leaders summit dot com and that uh, is already kind of starting so you need to get in with it straight away and of course the book is awakening the soul of power and um and you know it, this is what it's about you're sharing yourself boldly completely um and just you've brought your tribe together to help other people with their stories and that's what it's about and if we're not willing to listen we're not willing to learn so step up and listen to the summit uh, maybe not all of the people are talking to you, but you won't know until you start listening. But there could be somebody there that starts talking and you go, gosh, they're speaking to me. And they'll ignite something inside of you that sets you on your own journey. So if you really want to, to find your own spirituality and your own empowerment, then you've got to be willing to participate in your journey of, of enlightenment, which means listen, read and apply. Thank you so much, Sarah, um, and thank you for for all you do, for being the, the fulcrum of consciousness, consciousness that you are and for helping impart so much wisdom and practical, practical stuff mm. uh, for so many people. Thank you, and, and it's an honor to, to be on your show. Oh, it's a delight to have you here, so I'm so glad you said yes, <laughs> and for the work that you're doing. You know, standing tall, You've empowered yourself. Now you're empowering other people and it's right there ready for the clicking. So people have just got to step up and start listening, start learning, start applying. Because quite honestly, we need them, don't we? We oh need them. This planet needs you. Your responsibility to the healing of this planet is in to step into your own self-love and soul empowerment. Now, not next year. No, now. no. There's no putting off. You know, in, in the wake up, shake up, it's step up now to change it up. We don't want you to think about it. We want you to do it. As I say, actionism is the new activism. Activism is, is talking about it. Actionism is doing something about it. So please do something about it. Listen, learn, apply and become.
I love that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. So to everybody, remember out there, you are the gift we've been waiting for. And they are the gift, Christian and all the people that he has there on the summit and with his books that you're, you've been waiting for to help guide you forward. All you have to do is participate. Until next time, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.